Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might want be wanting to start their own company. David and I saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Not shit. Yeah. Got me a cool new shirt, though. Got a cool new shirt. Yeah. Is We're green gonna... look good on me? Yeah, it, it it looks nice. You know what it looks like? A really badass free shirt. Yeah. And there's, there's no free shirt that's a bad shirt. <laughs> that's right. It's like free beer. Yeah. What's your favorite beer? Cold beer. Cool. Yeah. What's your second favorite? Free beer. That's like, that's, it's the <laughs> that's same the, thing. It's, it's the, the easy way to go. exact same thing, man. Right. Uh, no, but I'm doing good. Marcus, what's up? How's it going, y'all? Marcus is What's back going? there. Just Often looking at my new shirt. Often heard. Actually, I'm not looking at my new shirt. Y'all can't see it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I well, love it. We're looking at your new shirt. Nobody else is seeing it. Nobody else is seeing it. I love it. I'm going to be rocking this motherfucker all week. Yes, yeah. sir. Watch and, that uh, thing. Nah, just keep wearing it. With us today, we've got Tyler Maidment. Tyler What's up, y'all? We're gonna we're gonna dive in <laughs> we're gonna dive in a little bit with Tyler here in a here in a few minutes. Uh Dave, how about you kind of go over the uh, the framework of this show, and then uh, then we'll get to the heart of Tyler. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, just to recap what the steps and the outline of the show are. Yep. So preparation steps: personal finance prep. All right. Episode one and two. Two business finance prep. Episode three. Three systems prep. Episodes four, five, and six. That is before you get your business started. Yeah. All right. That's what you're doing there. After, right when you get your business started, then you go into the beginning steps. Number four, community involvement work. Okay. That's episode seven. Five, wake up, do work, repeat. Episode eight. Six, evaluate performance, make adjustments, and improve. See, I like how Mitch didn't put on here episode See? nine. Episode ten, he didn't do anything because the last I pulled it out. Yeah. He, and then he's keep he, he screws it up. What was that less like three weeks? It's in a, a row? less screw up. Yeah. Well, no one's. It's obvious we have no editing because no one's going through and checking this work. If you'll notice where the screw ups happen is on the step: evaluate performance, make adjustments, yeah, and improve. You would think that he could pull his head out of his ass <laughs> three seconds and write the right damn thing. You would in think, there. but that's all right. You, you know, would think it's okay. So, if you're new to the show, those steps that David just went over are all found in our first nine episodes, and they pretty much cover the framework and all of the rules for how to start a successful service-based company. So you'll want to go back and listen to episodes one through nine um, and and get kind of a gist of, of what's going on. So we're going to refer back to a lot of those episodes uh, in today's show as we're working with Tyler here. So um, uh, as, as we said earlier, today we have Tyler Maidment <coughs> with us. Um, Tyler is the owner of a gym, uh, a workout facility called Dog Pound KC, and that's D-A-W-G, Pound KC, like dog, dog. Yes. Yeah, we get it, Mitch. Not you don't have to drag it out. with the Cleveland Browns. No affiliation with No, no affiliation or, with the Cleveland or Browns. Or any other gyms that are D-O-G, right. Pound. I don't right. know this is our <laughs> own, this is his own gym, yep. D-A-W-G. I don't even know if you could legally say that when you yeah. left that at the south. <laughs> 
They can so, call me. It'll be all right. So Tyler's had a gym for a couple of years. It's actually the gym that I work out at every morning at 5 a.m. And so because you're um, a lunatic. No well, offense, Tyler. He's doing lot, the right thing. He's up earlier you're than crazy. I am. I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah, I'm just standing there, but yeah, there's a lot of 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, he ain't working out at 5 a.m. He's he's telling you idiot story. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he's laughing at us dying he at 5 a.m. He might be the smartest guy in the room right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Tyler's got a pretty cool story for how his gym came to be and and some of the struggles that he overcame with it. So uh, Tyler, how about you tell everybody uh, a little uh, a little bit about how your gym came to be? Okay, so. <clears throat> You know, years and years ago, probably like 10 years ago, I started personal training and it uh, seemed like a great idea until you really break it down. So I finally got my first opportunity at a commercial gym, like I said, probably 10 years ago. And uh, I got certified, got certified three times just because they, they don't tell you about pay, you know, it's, and you don't really care when you're 23. Right. So you're like, hey, I'm going to go do something I love. So I got certified like seven times over. Uh, and then I started this gym and I was terrible, terrible. Like any trainer would be, you think you know what you're doing. Um, but after a while I started to get the hang of it <clears throat> and then I really took off. And then, uh, from there kind of went to New York city, trained a little bit, had a midlife crisis. I was 25 at the time. <laughs> Came back. Midlife crisis midlife at, 25? at 25. I think, oh, man. I think oh, you could have a midlife press anytime. <laughs> so I was like, this is boring. Went to New York, came back, and then uh, you kind of realize you're working for the man and you're anybody could sit at their job and count the money they make the company. Right. Um, and then feel like they deserve better. Not always the case. So I decided to privately train. So I basically booth rented. Really popular thing to do. <clears throat> Different ball game. Uh, started that. That failed miserably. Um, didn't realize how important the structure around me was. Um, but then I kind of bounced back. And from there, uh, kind of recovered a little bit. Right. Things got back on my feet. Had to get some help. If you're running any sort of personal training ideas through your mind, just realize 90% of trainers aren't trainers within three months. We'd get people coming all the time. You know, there's just a lot of things that go with it. It's not always about the best, the best program. Right. It's about the whole thing. Can you talk? Can you sell? Can you relate with people? Whole so package. from there, I went through a couple different gyms that changed ownership. And then eventually I'd kind of almost hit, I would say rock bottom. Where I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And then I went to a different gym. And then it all turned around for a little bit. And then as usual, when you're training, there's no stability. You really need somebody in your life that's stable. Like any of those kind of jobs, I would assume. <laughs> um, and then it really hit rock bottom. And then I had an opportunity uh, through an investor. A silent investor in a way, but an investor and uh, this gave me the opportunity to start my own gym and at the time it was it was one of those now or never things literally yeah um i had kind of trained and i was at that point in my life where it's like 
do I want to switch careers and get something more stable? And I decided uh, I couldn't give up doing what I love. So I got this investment, and then it, it all started to hit at once. Um, went uh, all the way in, had about a $15,000 investment, and I was broke, like beyond broke. Right. So I knew the margins were going to be tough, and I had an idea of how I wanted this gym to go. Um, and then it was pretty much get it open as soon as I can. I couldn't afford proper weights. I've lucked out, found somebody that finally gave me the chance to rent starting a business without any credit. Tough. I mean, I was building this gym day and night. And then uh, throughout the the build, the investor kind of stayed out of it, which really worked out well for me since I was kind of trained in the matter of like what I wanted to do. And I had actually worked with them before as a client. So it always comes around. And uh, throughout that time, I mean, I was so broke, I was sleeping next to an electric heater because my gas got turned off. Right? Ramen, ramen noodle broke. Like ramen noodle broke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, now people are like, you don't understand. It's like, no. No, I do. <laughs> I understand. No, I get you it. You don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I was borrowing money to get dog food yeah. for my dog. Yeah. Dog pound. Dog pound. Um, and then we finally opened, and it really took off. Uh, it, it was all about building the environment for me. And really loving what I do, I would assume. Right. Um, That's what it takes. It takes yeah. some passion. And then it's turned into it's a really successful business. Something that I dreamed of. Something, you know, it's not. It's for everybody. Right. Uh, and you're proud of it, right? Proud. Yeah. And it's, you know, based around everybody. It's everybody's gym. It's not my gym. Right. You know, it's Mitch's gym. You're just running the gym. I'm right? just there. Yeah. Only you're thing there. I do is, like, mediate. Make sure everybody likes the workout. And just be kind of, not the principal, but like the overlooker of the gym. And it's really turned into a great thing. And now, you know, two and a half years, I was sleeping next to a heater, <laughs> staying with friends. <laughs> and now I'm kind of looking to start my next gym. Right. right. So that's kind of that. Well, that's Man. awesome. That's awesome. You. It's a really great story. It is. It, I like it. It you is know, really we, cool. And we get to talk in depth, you know when it's just one-on-one before the shows and after the shows and stuff and and the challenges is that you know we're not going to you know get into an eight-hour show or anything but the challenges that he had to overcome to do it i mean they are inspiring you know hey i'm at my last I, I am at the end of my rope what am i going to do i want to start a gym i have no money what the f am i going to oh right. hey just happenstance guy comes along hey I want to be partners with you. Right. I've got this money. And instead of, instead of like you said, you didn't know what you were going to do, you were like, no, I'm going to grab it by the balls. Yeah. I'm going to take this. Okay. You know what? Let's do it. And then you jumped all in. And sometimes that's what it takes to get rolling. You've got to jump all in. Well, and there's a lot of people that will ignore obvious signs. You know, they're, oh, oh, I want to start this gym. Oh, I want to start this gym, but I don't have the money. And then somebody comes up and says, well, I'll invest 15 grand. There are some people that would like, they're so addicted to wanting to do something but not actually doing it that they would say like, oh, no, I'll find the money some other way. And it's like, no, you idiot. That was your chance. Yeah, and some people right. panic. Yeah. Some people are afraid of the success that it could have yeah. or, or, you know, what it means to, oh, I am on my own now. Right. Oh, shit. Right. You know, and then so they don't even take the steps to do it. Right, right. You know, and I think a lot of – that's a problem for a lot of people. One of the things that you mentioned was uh, a lot of trainers – 
forget that there's a whole lot of other aspects to being a successful trainer. And that's true right. with any business, right? Like, like if you are a doctor, <coughs> just because you got your doctorate or your, you know, you became a medical doctor doesn't mean you can now go own a successful practice somewhere. You don't have the business sense to do it, right? So just because you're the world's best trainer working in somebody else's structure doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the best gym owner. And we kind of hit that on the last episode with the e-myth um, that, that that book talks about. Oh, yeah, that Jorge brought up. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that highlights the different aspects of like you, you if you want to open your own business doing something, you have to appreciate what you're doing, but you also have to have a mega appreciation for all of the aspects in the business that it's going to take to pull it off. Um, one of the cool things about your story that I like is we've often said that the more adversity you go through, the more success you're going to see on the other end. And ramen noodle broke sleeping next to an electric heater with no gas and borrowed dog food. That's pretty much it. That's, uh, I mean, Linded 50 bucks to buy my dog some dog food. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's like bottom rock bottom right so there's nowhere to go there was no up. no backup plan yeah. i didn't have a backup there was yeah. no you were all in like i i was no other option no other like it was either make it or be homeless <laughs> right yeah right and i think that m- motivated me and a lot of times yeah people yeah, wouldn't it, do it but for me it can motivate you if you ha- like you can't you can't you you there's some people that would go into that and and they would you know, it's either going to make it or fail. Well, they don't put in the prep work to be successful. And so it's like, it's not even chance. Like you don't even have a chance to make it. You're just going to fail. And, but you're going to go into it with that attitude of make it or fail. Right. Yeah. So you had done the prep work. You had some money. You, you had the knowledge of how to be a trainer. You had the knowledge of a vague knowledge of how to kind of run everything. And so you had enough in the tank Right. And to just say like, make it or fail. Yeah. And everybody, when they're doing their job, they've got their idea of how things should be done. Right. And in my heart, I knew that the way I'm going to do it is the, you know, it's innovative. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it, it can't fail. But throughout that process, you know, building the gym, waking up at 3 a.m., right. Like you just lose your mind. You're like, what am I doing? Is right. this actually going to work? I'm building the gym. I had Walmart treadmills when we started. Right. Like wa- like my house was full of gym equipment that was literally not even commercial grade. Right. Right. And I knew that, you know, I had a good idea and in my mind based off the literature, like this program's gonna be the best program anybody can get at the best price. Right. With in my mind, the best trainer right. that cares the most. And you know, I could have quit a long time ago, but it's like one of those things where it's like do you want to do anything else? And I couldn't think of anything I'd rather do. Right. And it wasn't about the money. Well, and that's, that's a really powerful moment. There's a lot of people that myself included within two years before starting our company, I was going through those things of like, should I change the, like, should I completely do a different career? Should I completely pull up stakes in the plumbing industry and just go some other direction and all of that? That might be a sign. If you've, if you've had a light, shining in the back of your visions of one day owning your own company. And now you're considering completely switching careers. You're probably really close to having enough passion and and energy to go start your own business doing 
the thing you're passionate about. Being pushed to the edge right. is a great motivator. Right. You know what I mean? It's like the wildebeest in Africa. Right. You know, no one wants to be the first guy. Right. That's that's like the inside of your mind. Yep. You know, you're just, it's all, it's all building and it's all building and it's all right to the edge and you're like, well, fuck, I'm I got to do something. Right. What am I going to do? Do I want to do I want to do something else? Do I want to go back to training? Do I want to just jump in and do it? Yep. Do I want to be feel safe? Do I want to be comfortable? Do I want to not stress about? No. Right. Do I want to not I'm beg jump for money. across the river. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Well, and, and what's know? what's also funny too, and, and we'll probably say this time and time again. You think that there is less security when you're working for somebody else, but once you're on your own. And once you have a little bit of money coming in through the business, not even enough to say the business is successful. The business is just merely functioning. Enough to float. Enough to go, right? Once you're to that point, you recognize that the danger was not working for somebody else. Yeah. I'm sorry. You recognize that the danger was working for somebody else. Because now... That's what you said. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Because now that you're on your own... There are zero barriers between you and ultra success other than yourself. Yeah. Whereas when you're working for somebody else, you know, they could fire you tomorrow. They could get bought out by a national franchise and ax a whole department. Right. They could they could decide to pull up stakes and move in a different direction and shut down the company. You know, they they could have a personality conflict and get rid of you. They could alter your pay, they could alter your benefit, they could change a whole lot and you're just along for the ride. Whereas when you own your own company, even if it's a company of one, then you're in control of all of that. And so that's that's a really that's a really really cool advantage. But you won't know that until you're a few months on the other side of it. Yeah, it's one of those things you, <clears throat> you don't learn it until right. You right. learn it once it's happened. Right. I think it's even heightened with training because you know there are circumstances where it's a smaller business to where there's less variables like bigger business. I feel like you're more protect, you're more protected. Right. I was booth rating out of these gyms and then they'd sell and a new owner would come in and he'd be like, I just don't, I just don't fucking like you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. The, I'm the man yeah, around here. Right. Exact same point. It's yeah. The, yeah. And it's like, I, that's it's a like, great example. Good. Nice to everybody had a great business built there and then it was gone. Yeah. Cause I got an egomaniac guy. I wanted to come in and start his own thing, and it's like anywhere you're booth renting, you're literally just a fucking guest, right? And right. you know, you walk around in eggshells, and you know, and I they, didn't feel the. I was willing to be like, just give me a job where they promise me hours, yeah. And like in my mind, I felt safer doing a job where it's like nobody knew I was there. I just had hours, yeah, to work as much as I want, collect the check, have health insurance, all those things I wanted. Um, and it crosses your mind. Anytime you're doing something like that is like the grass is greener. Right. But then you kind of have to think to yourself, is there anything I'd rather do? And for me, it was always one track. Right. Right. I like it. Tell man. tell like everybody it. about the lawsuit. <clears throat> okay. So <laughs> this, 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 <laughs> this is pretty, is good. this is pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, and that's at, why we have pre-show talks. Cause yeah. we, we, we let the guests just drug up whatever BS they want. Yeah. And yeah. then we're like, oh, dude, that is great. We're talking You've about that. talk about that. Yeah. So at the beginning, I kind of said, joked around about, don't say dog pound legally. You might not be allowed to. Right. That's right. why I said D-A-W. So here's why it's specifically <laughs> D-A-W. So 
<clears throat> I'm broke. We're starting off. And I spend, so of course, like I couldn't hire anybody to paint. I painted. Right. And I was like, man, I'm not going to have a plain looking gym. So I went to Hobby Lobby, bought a projector. And uh, I literally projected these, the word D-O-G-P-O-U-N-D. Yeah. It's 27 feet long. Yeah. And it's an awesome mural. I was so proud of it. He's, this mural in yeah. his... So his gym's cool. Yeah, I did it myself. Yeah. Like my mom came up and helped me, uh, and then I got it done. I returned the projector because I needed the fifty-four dollars. That's freaking <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and that, I, I take a picture of it. I mean, it's, take, it's take, illegal, but it's it, okay. Is it? Because Walmart will return anything. Yeah. I'm, yeah. No judgment. I, I don't mean to. Be I had judgment, to return but it. I love that, how that low is the you creative are. ingenuity that you needed yeah. when you are that low. Yeah. yeah. I'm almost gonna go buy one. <laughs> on my next gym and keep it and like buy a really nice. No, one. no, return it. Yeah, you yeah, haven't needed it. For, return it again. Right. So <laughs> make Mitch buy one and loan it to you. I yeah. post <laughs> this picture, and I get there's this guy that owns a gym, and know my luck. So and this is right after you. So you I post did the this deal, picture. I post okay. this picture. Okay. This is like before you're opening, but like not even open. Yeah, like, yeah. You're creating okay. a like, buzz. Yeah. I'm creating a buzz. I'm like pre-promoting. Yeah. I didn't have any like. I couldn't pre-sell memberships because like, I didn't have the equipment. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I wasn't really sure how yeah. this was going to work. Um, and I get a message from, I mean, they got the blue check on Instagram. This is a famous person. Yeah. My luck, he owns a gym in New York and LA. From my experience with the dude, he was a really nice guy. So I had nothing poor to say about him. This person's in my inbox. And he's like, hey, I grew up around there my luck yeah he grew up locally yeah. i had no clue and he's like i just want to let you know i spoke with my attorneys and my investors and uh we don't know if you can keep that name yeah and i'm like man i just spent like i t i foiled the windows during the day to get this thing done put yeah. your heart and soul in it and i was so proud you know yeah. it was kind of fun when you yeah. key to that like when you're working for yourself or creating your own business it never feels like work. Right. Like it's yeah. so much better. It's like, Working if you told me to go paint a mural, different. I'd yeah. never do that for you. It was like, <laughs> but it was like working for yourself is easy. Yeah. So, I mean, I probably spent six days straight, day and night doing this. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're going to speak to our attorneys and let you know. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. So I like looked him up. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's legit training Justin Bieber, like legitimate. Oh yeah, yeah. Bieber's and uh, getting a I'm like, training right now. <laughs> so I start getting mail because I, you know, I couldn't afford to. I wasn't gonna change it. Right. And it's like I couldn't afford to fix it, and I didn't know what else to do. So I left it, and then <clears throat> we're we're starting to take off, and like it's kind of in the back of your mind, but it's like it's gonna go away. Right. And then, long story short, I get a cease and desist cease and letter. Desist. <laughs> Yeah, I've had a few of those. And yeah. I'm, for different like, reasons. I had invited like all my friends to join the Facebook page. And I'm like, dang, this is like kind of going. I've got a lot of followers on this page. Yeah. And uh, it's gone. I, I log in. I'm like, it's gone. Yeah. And if you don't learn how business works, like yeah, Facebook's panicked. a big one. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah, yeah the yeah. inner, the, like the domain was gone. Right. The website was gone. And I was like clicking around and it's like their attorney who's on retainer yeah. basically said, not today. Yeah. I never got that domain back. 
Yeah. I contacted an attorney. Of course, I had zero money. I met with an attorney. He's like, if I write on this paper, it's going to cost you. And I was like, we'll see you later. So yeah. I finally found a cool one <laughs> yeah. that specializes in this kind of see, thing. See ya. Gotta go. And he was basic. I mean, I changed. I, I, I knew there was a gym called Dog Pound, but I know there's a lot of gyms called a lot of different things. Different logo, different color, different market, obviously. Yeah. And uh, didn't matter. So when you're trying to create a name, there's a federal trademark that really matters. Yep. Definitely make sure it's not federally trademarked. Um, so pretty much legally, any gym containing the letters dog pound in that order, right? Um, they have a duty to protect that. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, it could be the gym could have been called carpet. Right. And they legally could have been like, no, it's not. Right. Um, so <laughs> the guy was actually really nice to me. My, the attorney I finally met with said, well, it's, I think you got a case, but it's going to cost you $12,000 to figure it out. And it sounds like they got the money. Yeah. And I yeah. said, cool. So I came up with uh, a cooler name. D-A-W-G. Dog Pound. Yeah. You can only afford, you can only get as much justice as you can afford. Right. That's like the American way. Right? Yeah. 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 So, so now you had to redo all your logos in the gym. Oh, like, yep. I even had to I even had to email his attorney and they had to okay it and make sure right that they were cool with it right and it, that was like really demoralizing cuz I'm like fuck you I changed yeah. it yeah. I, I need I need permission but from when, this guy like, in New York when you got, to, when they got yeah. the money you got to like, do what you got to do man yeah, yeah I yeah those things you think don't matter right they business can end owning, up mattering business owning is a hum can be a humbling experience yeah because you you obviously you don't want to be punked right but you also don't want your work to go to waste right and you also right. don't want your dream to yeah. be crushed and you want to keep moving forward so sometimes you got to swallow your pride and be like and it was i'm gonna i'm just gonna okay i'm yep. gonna do what i gotta do and i'm just gonna keep going right and it, like it was the money too like when you're starting yeah. off yeah like you've seen my, my door st still says d-o-g yeah yeah but it's like i couldn't afford to redo it right uh i could afford to start to i had to restart basically and uh yeah you know it all worked out makes you better right right you, you learn a lot, man. You learn a lot. You hit on something there too that I have often said to my wife over and over and over. Once you flip over to being self-employed, time almost becomes irrelevant. So when you're working for somebody else, you count your commitment to work in the number of hours. Right. right? You're all oh, I, I put in 44 hours this week, and you know 40 is kind of the benchmark, right? So anybody does over 40 and they feel like they're overachieving, right? When you're working for yourself, I've put in countless 60 to 80 hour weeks working for myself, but it doesn't feel like I'm putting in right. six. It, it's different when it's for you. And you don't, when, when you put in a 60 hour week for your employer, you almost have like, well, it's, it's there's like, a little bit of resentment almost. Like your I soul's put, getting taken. Yeah you're, yeah. you're working and you're waiting for 3.30 to roll around. And you're looking at the clock and you're working oh, yeah. for the clock. Yeah. You're just like, oh, waiting for 3.30. When you're on your own and 3.30 is rolling around, you're like, oh, shit, I got to keep going. I got so yeah. much to do. Right. You just keep, you know, you're you like, oh, I going. need another hour. When you're working for somebody, you're like, oh, man, I wish this hour would just go away. Well, and it, and it works the other way, too. So, like, yes. there's been there's been times, and, and you have this in your days, in your schedule, the way that your classes are structured. There might be times where I have two or three hours in the middle of the day where I've got nothing to do, and I'll come home and hang out. If the kids are, like, if it's over the summer, I'll hang out with the kids. If it's not, I'll hang out with the wife and, and so on. And it used to be like you felt like you were kind of cheating against your employer if you if you did that, like you were kind of right. getting away with something. And now it's like, no, I've earned this. Like I, 
Yeah. Right. I put I'm in, going back later. It's, it's just a trade, right? It's and, just yeah. as long as the work's getting done, it's getting done. Sometimes, and it also works the other other way, where it's like you want these problems that normally in a, a nine to five would go away, they don't go away. Yeah. No, when you run always the business. on your ass. So like, right? if we go back to that story about getting sued, like the front of my building, I had built a, a, a literally a sign. Like that looks professional with, out of with Hobby Lobby letters that I crimped by hand with literally seventy dollar LED lights from Amazon. Yep. That I needed to change. Yeah. And I had to get like my dad to come out and help me with a ladder and like do all this stuff because you can't afford to. Sometimes we're starting a small business. Yep. I had to go out there and make an O or get rid of the O, make an A, make an A, and make a have, W. You know, but it's cool like. To get that help, it was more satisfying when it was done. I even have a picture yeah. of changing it. Yeah. Um, but lo- those problems when you have a small business or a business, they you can't brush them off. Like yeah. you no, can't yeah. wait for it's, somebody on the second shift to pick it up and fix that sign. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like, going anywhere. Like yeah. I'll burn my next thirty minutes up, and the next guy can take it's, it. it. You're it's only like when you, yourself. You when you come in, it. yeah. When you come in in the it. morning and you're like, man, whoever closed this place down did a shitty job, and you realize, oh, that was me. Right. <laughs> oh shit! I was exhausted. <laughs> oh, oh crap, man. Yeah. Um, talk talk a, a little bit about like what what when you started or when you were preparing to start. What was the easiest thing that you encountered in your preparation to get of all the things that you had to do to get prepared to start? What was the easiest? So for me, I knew that. You know, I love personal training. I've I've done, you know, I'm considered an elite. I've done 10,000 one-on-one sessions. I've trained athletes. Um, I've trained across the country. Like, uh, But the easiest part for me was the structure of how I wanted to do team classes. I was going to have to let back on personal training because covering, I knew based off my business plan and my business model, like if you're a trainer, you can't cover the overhead of a commercial space doing sessions right i mean when i do sessions they mean more to me here because it's really based around it's like a gym membership where you're at with me but it's also training Mm -hmm. but it's also classes so when i designed the easiest part was designing that structure of everything i've always wanted in my mind of like the best program um so essentially i i really go off the literature and the science behind working out and I designed this program where it's the most effective six day program. It's like if I was going to work with somebody six days a week, personal training, I'm handing it to you with these team training classes yep. at literally the cheapest rate in town. Yeah. Um, and I designed it where it's like based off the literature, you're hitting every muscle group twice a week split out perfectly. So, you know, Mondays and Thursdays are leg day. You're getting that recovery. You're hitting it twice a week, Tuesdays, Fridays, our upper body, it's all upper body targeted, just like you're working with somebody like you're trying to have results. Frequency is the key. Today was arm day, by yep. the way. So frequency is key if you're doing your workout. Like I missed it. <laughs> still waiting. Uh, and then Wednesday, Saturdays are the cardio program. And then, you know, the last thing is I always wanted people to, to be successful and 80% of that's in their eating. Mm-hmm. Um, I take groups of people that everybody... Every week, I'll take new members, new signups to the grocery store, and literally walk them down every aisle. Yeah, and 
teach them how to eat properly. Yeah, spends two hours really? with you in the grocery Every store. Every Tuesday night. Yeah. Do this, do that, don't eat this. Yep. This is what <clears throat> well, this does to you. This is what yeah. this and, does to you. And educating them is to all the false advertisement where it says fat-free, but it's actually very unhealthy for you because it, it might be fat-free, but it's loaded in sugar. Have a bunch of other shit. Or, or something sugar. like that. I, so I try to never eat sugar. He, he teaches you how to identify a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Nice. So the easiest part was just really getting the chance to make the program of your dream when you care about something like that. And you, right. you know it, like in your mind, it's the most uh, best thing ever. It's the most innovative idea of all time. It's like you got this great idea, and then it's like you get to showcase it. Yeah, it wasn't just your dream to have the gym, but it was your it was your dream to be able to make your own program and reach, to help people and reach so many people. Yeah, like everybody I ever worked with, it's like I'm confident that they'll never work with another trainer because I feel like I've you set the bar I care high, the right? I care the most. I've made the best program. I put the most into it. Right. Um, and then it's like having that chance to have that same relationship with so many more people in the yeah. team training aspect. Well, and another another cool thing, and I can say this because I've gone to your gym for almost a year now. Um, trying to work for that that free that free month, right? Trying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy twelve months, get one free, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, one of the cool things about the way that you've done it with the team sessions is once you've attended quite a few of those, you kind of get the hang of it a little bit. But there's a lot of people in them. Like the class we're in, there's like. I don't know, 20 to 25 people in that class. And it's a smaller, like 1200 square foot space. So it's, it's pretty packed, but, um, you, you'll have newer people come in when you have enough, enough seasoned people in there, then it allows Tyler a chance to focus on the new people and give them the attention they need. But also what happens is the existing people, you kind of get to know everybody in your class as people routinely show up. Like there'll be people where, Maybe it's on opposite ends of the room and Tyler's helping a new person over here. Mm-hmm. Well, there's enough other people that have done it for a while that they're all willing to jump in and help too. And it's like the complete opposite. Like everyone wants to go to Planet Fitness and make fun of people, right? Because they don't know how to use the machines and they don't know how to do any of that. And that's it's really kind of like shame on Planet Fitness. Why don't you have people walking why around? Not, why don't you not get a sued by Planet Fitness? Well, I'm. <laughs> yeah. it, it, no, it, it just is what it is. Right. Like, you any should open have, gym. Yeah, a lot of them are like you that. should have people yeah. walking around and saying, "Hey, it looks like you're struggling with how to use that machine. Let me help you." Like, I'm not a trainer, but I can at least tell you how right. to use that machine safely, right? Yeah. And instead of, I mean, geez, all you got to do is just Google Planet Fitness videos, and you can come up yeah. with a million people that are going to get themselves hurt because yeah. there there's not anybody there to to shape them. What I loved about it was, you know, I could walk into Planet Fitness and not have any clue what the hell to do. I see a whole bunch of gyms or I see a whole bunch of pieces of equipment. I could figure out how to use them, but I don't know the days that like, I don't know that I should be working these on these days and these on these days and giving my days rests and all of that stuff. And I don't know that, that I should interchange my exercises with this one versus this one, instead of, instead of doing two pulling exercises in a row where you're already kind of tapped out or, you know, pre-exhausting your biceps. Yeah. 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 Like if you're going to, if you're going to go do a, you got one exercise that might be pre-exhausting your biceps and then you're planning on going to curl next and well, crap, now I can't hardly curl because takes away the output of your curl. Yeah. And like, like he was talking about, like for me, one of the biggest things I saw with gyms is like, man, like why can't we all be a team? Right. Uh, For me, you know, anybody that comes in new, I'll partner with somebody that I know 
Right. Like I know is a good, good coach. And it's like, I consider Mitch a coach in the class. Like, you know, sometimes somebody new will come in and I'll be like, I'll grab Mitch. But like, you're going to partner with this guy. I know Mitch's personality. I know this guy's yep. re- relative personality. And I take as much pride in uh, the 70 year old coming to our class for the first time. Yeah. Working with the D one athlete and them getting along and having the same effectiveness in the workout because yep. it's designed correctly. Yeah. And it's for every level. Yeah. And it's, and it's really, I like it. The, the way that your structure is too, really has to go a lot with it's, it's not just the fitness, it's the diet too. And it's not just the diet, it's the fitness and they go hand in hand. And, and so you put both of those together really well. And that's why you have so many amazing transformation photos. Yes. So you cannot out, you cannot work off a piss poor diet. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you can't outrun a bad diet. That's I just, right. You yeah, can't outrun a bad diet. I feel yeah. like it should be a They've duty saying that forever. to cover that. No, yeah. So that was, um, so, so that was the easiest. What do you think that the most difficult area for you to deal with overcome, <clears throat> you know, that f- those first couple of years was, uh, so obviously COVID happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, all gyms must close. All gyms were closed. Um, did but you just board up and then let people in the back? Uh, no. may, yeah. he's not going to get himself in trouble. <laughs> I didn't may know. May not. Wink, wink. Yeah. We'll discuss that another time. Let's, no, let's just, just say the local health department allowed him to have friends come work out with him. Okay. And uh, then they told me to stop. And then they or said, they we <laughs> can't do that anymore. And, you know, <laughs> as a business, I feel like I'm the only person during COVID or the only, sorry, the only business during COVID that actually didn't bill people. Right. Like, I, oh, you didn't bill. You, no, I turned you it off. He, he froze all the billing. Oh, froze it all. Hey, froze it all. Good on you, man. Yeah. And meanwhile, wow. every place is saying, yeah, nice, we're going to work man. with you. You know, yeah. my lease, it's like. Oh yeah, we're gonna work with you, and then yeah, they prorate right. it for twelve months and extra hundred. They get their money. Yeah, yeah like electric company, they got their money. Yeah, and then they don't, there's very few. I never, I was just losing money. Yeah, um, but luckily, doing the proper paperwork and stuff like that, I did get granted uh, some relief. Yeah, um, but and and you had people that were still okay. You offered and, to yeah. freeze their monthly billing, and they said, yes. "No, keep it going." Keep it, yeah. And yeah. that's one thing: being a small business in a good community, you don't realize how much it matters to some people. Yeah, you know, I always thought it was me, where it's like, "This is small business. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tip more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy more. It's, it's more important to me." Yeah. And you're not the only one that feels that way. If you're like that, uh, yeah. And I've had that, been blessed with that. Uh, then the the second most difficult was. Uh, the investor slash business partner, uh, it always gets sticky and he was a good friend, is a good friend of mine, but we kind of reached that breaking point of what do you want to do? What do you feel like you deserve? And what do you see your future as? Right. And we luckily amicably kind of just parted ways and mm-hmm. still a friend to this day. Uh, but it, you know, the longer it went on, the more frustrating it could be yeah. because you, you know, anytime you're a partner with anything, you know, I was there building it and like literally drilling holes in my finger, how to trying to figure out how to do, <laughs> how to hang a mirror. A sign. Non-construction guys, <laughs> and you know, that was the expectation Stuff. coming in and he, you know, he knew, but like we kind of reached that agreement 
and it amicably worked out where, you know, it did become, he did, he did become just an investor and he, and everything worked out. He got his money. Right. Um, but once that was over with, I really felt like a lift off my back of, you know, I'm working for my dream. Right. Um, and it's like, there's nobody that can really stop you. Right. Right. With, with their, so was he, did he, after you opened, did he work there with you? We attempted that. Um, and then he wasn't, you know, there was a lot of different things that came along. He wanted to be a trainer. Um, but he did have like training is a, it's a love of the game. Yeah. There's a skill to like, it. You there's have an art. to like genuinely want to see people be successful or you're not going to, right. You're not going to be successful. And, uh, he, he made a lot of money. Yeah. He made a lot of money yeah. doing his job. Uh, and he saw training as a lucrative way to do something more enjoyable than the job he extra, currently had to make extra money doing something he liked. <clears throat> and right? I kind of, yeah. Okay. Doing something, okay. you know, it's a glamorous thing, but trust me when you're training, those people you look up to, they go home and they're <laughs> fucking broke. Yeah. <laughs> like they, if it's, if they, if they got money, it's daddy's money. Yeah. Cause there was no point in my training career where I could have saved en- enough money to make a, like a real gym. Right. Like you, and you were one of the most successful trainers uh, at, time, at some yeah, leading like gyms. Yes. Yeah, so, like, I would hit 90% of a $30,000 training budget with seven trainers on staff. I'd hit almost 90% of the budget. Yeah. And I was still broke. Pretty close to broke. Yeah. And then it goes through phases. It's like, you, like any business, you have to project this is going to be a bad month, this is going to be a good month. Um, but, you know, throughout that, he gave me the opportunity. And, uh, it worked out really successfully for me, but you know, when you're starting your business, like that's something you have to realize is like anybody that's tied to you, you're eventually, everybody grows different ways. Yep. And, uh, he didn't realize that training is not a lucrative thing. Yeah. And I literally <laughs> broke it down. Like this is the max you could make. Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't be making anything. And I did all this. Yeah. Uh, so luckily we worked out an agreement that was good for both. Um, and like I said, like at the beginning, I thought about all those jobs that, you know, I could make more money, but not be as happy or do what I love. Right. And I think that's where he was. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, so there's, and s- a, there's a lot of lessons to learn there. I think one of them is, is really, <coughs> if you're going to have a partner and you're going to go into business, get it all in writing. Yep. Get it both all in writing. Of, both of you sit down and say, hey, what are my roles going to be? Yep. What are we going to do? Don't just say, hey, okay, I want to take this money and then we're going to both. Because your idea and his idea, obviously we're different, right? Yep. And I think a lot of people are that way. Get it down. Get it in writing. Decide what you're going to do yep. You know, before you jump into bed with somebody. Yeah, business partnerships are a lot like marriages where more of them end up in divorce than end up in success. And they're also the closest ones can hurt you the most yeah like, yeah we never reach that point where it's like you know, the people that you love the most you can hate the most yep. Um, yep you know i still care about them great person still friends but i always knew in the back of my mind like that's a great way for a friendship to be over yeah, yeah. one of the it sounds like and not really just fortunate, over but bitterly really fortunate over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know that's he was a really movie. self-aware person yeah and he made good money so that well, and it's not like the partnership failed 
Like he he served a no, role they with, did their without own. everyone did their spot. Yeah, and without him, you wouldn't be where you are, right? And he still right. made out financially fairly and he well put, on the thing. He, so I'll ever forever be indebted to him for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, and that's why when I paid him back, I he, he made money on the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'm always blessed to have met him. Yep. And uh, if I see him now, it's like, hey, love you, never, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love right? you for. Um, yeah. And I'd be there for him now if he need anything. Well, and that's so that that hits on a really cool point with if you're considering a partner in business, make for sure that that the, the two people that are considering being partners are bringing two separate things and two opposing things to the business. In other words, like mine's a plumbing business, right? If I'm bringing the plumbing, but I didn't have the business sense. There's no point in me partnering up with another plumber who also doesn't have the business sense. Like right. that's a partnership <clears throat> bound to fail. So if mm. I was going to part, like if I didn't have a business sense and I'm a plumber, I'm right. I'd want to partner. <laughs> I'd want to partner with a business guy who knows nothing about plumbing, right? right? And then we got to let each other play in their area of expertise. It would have so. never worked if we were both trainers. Well, and, and that's that's about right. the time that everything spoiled down was when he right. really tried to get into training and right. it was like, okay. And a, another funny story is he was a client I worked with that, you know, I really worked with them and I treat every client like I mean, that 50 minutes we're working together, I don't give a fuck who you are. Right. Like, you're going to get the best. And he wasn't the person you'd think in the, your million years would be the person it's like, dude, I want to invest in you, right? And uh, like us, I believe in you, right? So it goes to show, like, quality of ser- like, some trainers I know would have been like, this dude's not serious. He's in this for the like, they wouldn't have taken it seriously and thought this dude's just dicking around, right? Right. And I was like, quit fucking around. We're working today, yeah. and we're gonna hit your goal and come back like <laughs> six years later. He's yeah. like, hey, I got this money. Hey, I want to do this, and yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm poor, but okay. <laughs> Right. Well, and that's that's people respect authenticity. Right. And so if, if you know you can pull some more out of somebody and you, you don't have a problem asking them, push harder, lift right. more, work out harder, they respect that. Right. So and I know a, I respect it. This morning, we're Did you cry? Out. Throw up? No. no I've, okay. I've come close to throwing <laughs> up a couple times. He'll never forget my first day. But anyway. Oh, whoa, whoa. Mitch's first day. Oh boy. <laughs> we got time. We got time on the podcast. You know Let's what? Just, you, you know, no, 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 no. You brought it up. Five minute cliff note, for, or less than five minutes. Okay. I ended up in the corner with him holding my legs over my head because I was about <laughs> right. ready to pass out. And, you know, <laughs> so I have shit. this. I yeah. have this. Uh, I can't tell if this is a story that makes me want to go more or makes me want to go yeah. less. You so, know? this is why you should always work with a professional that's that's got a lot of experience. So, I, he came in. And I know all the signs and symptoms of everything. Yeah. And my favorite question is, are you dizzy, nauseous, or lightheaded? And I looked at him, and I didn't even know He didn't know even him. have to ask. Was he on the ground? No, he looked at me. People get a look. They're, your eyes go funny. When they're he not. Like glassy-eyed. When they're like, losing it. Yeah. Uh, like they're seeing a not clearly, and he had the look. They're looking two feet past and, you. Uh, <laughs> he was like, I was like, dizzy, nauseous, lightheaded? He's like, dizzy. Dizzy. And I said, Immediately, like, lay down. Lay down. <laughs> Let me elevate your feet. So we're in the middle of a class with 20 people. It's his first day, and he's in the corner. Were there any hot girls and, in the And, class? like, th- this no. is a really important okay. thing that matters to me. It's like, did it feel awkward to you? No. No. Like, no, like I it, went there for that every, reason. Yeah, like, he came needed my, my thing is, was he like, needed the help, right? I'm going to help you, and if anybody, like, even remotely said anything, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? This, yeah. Like, so well, it's it, like, it's important to me that he had a good experience. 
but credit to Mitch, like most of the time it's hit or miss. And uh, he still had like six days left on his free trial. And I signed up that and day. And I'm like, good job, Mitch. And he's like, oh, I'm ready to sign up. And I was like, okay. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I figured if you can kick my ass that hard to make me about pass out, this is where right. I want to be. Nice. Yeah. I didn't mean to pull you off there, but when, no, no, if, you're, if yeah. there's a good Mitch story out there, yeah. and as we've gone through some of these <laughs> podcasts before, I've given a few. I have a giant laundry list that I'm going to give up. Dave, Dave loves little That's Mitch digs. <laughs> Mitch has a lot of stories, man. Yeah. A How long would stories. you give him till he was getting dizzy, nauseous, or lightheaded? I don't know. Dave, you know? He, Dave's Dave's a little athlete. Uh, okay. so. Dave's an athlete. You an athlete, Dave? Dude, I not only that, I worked in new construction for 20 years, wearing a tool belt. He's, he's got a little endurance with him. Eight hours a day, five days a week. Oh man, hanging dug work. Digging ditches. Hey, don't write a check. Tomorrow, that five a.m. cardio. You said what? You said what? Don't write a check. That ass can't cash. <laughs> oh, I'm just shit. You know Is that we, a challenge? <laughs> if, if we want to make like a, it would be the we put some B roll on this motherfucker. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is for every level. So if I like, yeah, if I wanted you to can't drive bet on it because yeah. It's, yeah. it's everyone works out to their and, own level. So. Yeah, I guarantee I could do Mitch's level, whatever he's at. Oh man, that sounds like I don't know. Holy shit! I don't know. I'll bring the camera. Come on. <laughs> I'm bringing the camera. Show? Marcus would have to get up at 5 a.m. and that show. ain't happening. Why do we have to go at 5 a.m.? That's the only time I work out. You're not flexible at all? I don't have any other time in the rest of the day. You can't go to the 6 p.m. show? No, I'm not usually home from work by 6. Well, you know what? You can't Tell like, him what you're running. Day, it's Mitch, one he, day. Might, he might not remember. You know what it sounds like? It, 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 isn't that an excuse? No. No. That is a structured I'm day. I'm on team Mitch. That is a structured That's a very structured day. day. First off, no, it's not, because I've been over here at four well, in I, the I, afternoon I, to shoot shows, so that's a load of bullshit. Getting up that early is a task in and of itself, so oh, you I'm have to get up. Yeah. I'm not getting want. up that early. So you can't do everything. Nothing of mine fires that early. Tyler. You know what? I'm not going to say one thing fires <laughs> that early. It ain't muscles. It ain't. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Edit we, that out. That, yeah, that derailed okay. quickly. Coming so, up on hour, guys. Ten minutes. Uh, one right. one final question for you, Tyler. What would you say was the easiest portion of your first few years of opening? So I feel like being a small business, again, it was just like people really want – when people see something new coming up, like they want to go there. Right. And – uh I feel like the community really helped like spread the word and then, you know, getting the chance to work with certain people verified that what I'm doing, you know, it is the, in my mind, the best. And it's like the, the members shared, like, you know, I don't have to run an ad right for another day. I feel like referrals, mm -hmm. um, you know, once you come, everybody wants to come and have their friends try it. But I feel like the community is really helpful. Um, and then like we said, when we we're closed with COVID, it's like, people want to help you. And I, you know, from my experience, <clears throat> never had that kind of fortune where it's like, right. You know, when you meet a lot of people, there's just so many good people, um, that, that don't want to see you fail. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, getting if, the support from people and yeah, if people have budgeted their gym membership for the year right. and they're looking at, okay, you got to close for a month or two or, you know, I don't know, however long mm -hmm. it was, then they've already budgeted it. And they want to see you successful, and they want to make sure they have a gym to go back to right. when when things right. open back. You know, so you know people are okay saying, "Nah, just keep it, and and we'll get it back to it when we can." So, mm -hmm. um, word of mouth referrals is huge uh, for sure. That is 
when you're new into business and you're getting a lot of word word of mouth referrals, that means you've built a really successful brand, and and that is key. Uh, you've built something that people want to refer. You've built something that people enjoy so much that they want to see other people enjoy it too. Right. So um, that's that's the big telltale sign. If you're getting a lot of word of <laughs> word of mouth referrals new into business, then do not change anything with your brand because yeah. you're you're locked in right there. And then it's like last thing for me is I, it's the quality of service. Like, you know, I had the opportunity to get the investor because I treat every session like that's the most famous person, the most important person in the world. Mm-hmm. When you know, essentially, a lot of people be like, "Who the fuck is this person?" Right. And then it's like when I come into these classes, it's like everybody I work with, it's an opportunity to show yourself show your work, show why you separate yourself. And I feel like it's just kind of, you know, through word of mouth, like you're not going to refer somebody. You're like, uh, right. Um, and then it's like, I've done $20 sessions because I didn't have anything to do. And I wanted to show somebody that typically couldn't afford to work with a trainer, what it's all about and why people pay for it. Yeah. Um, and it's just quality of service to me and, you know, treating every job, it's like a job to me of yeah. like this is the best and most anybody's going to care about a program you're in yeah so when yeah. he says the opportunity to show yourself <clears throat> i mean dude when you're a plumber and you go to the house yep that's the opportunity to show everyone what you're about what your company's about yep i'd want another plumber to come in there and be like yeah. i could never do this right. yes exactly I wanna, like my program is on a, i don't want to tr- i want to I want to train and be like, dude, I could never come up with something that fucking crazy cool. Right. Yeah. Right. And or every, that effective. Every business owner should be striving for that. Right. And they should be trying to teach their employees that because yep. the more employees you can teach to be that way and, and to really kind of give your, I don't want to say soul, but yeah. your soul into them to say, Hey, this is how we're going to do it. If you can do that and you can be like this, Yep. That's how you are successful. Yeah. Especially in small communities. When I was in the working force, working for somebody else, my motto was to go into the job every day and prove to my boss every day that hands down, without a question, I was the best man for the job that day. And that motto is still very much the same today. It's, I go into every customer's home now and prove to that customer that hands down, without a doubt, we were the best choice for them in their home every day. And Tyler does it too. Yeah. Nobody ever comes yeah, to your man. job after something and be like, who the hell did this work? Right. Just like I, in my, in my heart, feel like nobody is like, I worked with dog pounder Tyler and it was all right. Yeah. Like that would, I would lose sleep over that. Yeah. Well, and I checked your website out before. Like I, I've only known Tyler for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. There are no bad reviews on there. Right. No. There are no bad Google reviews on there. Right. Well, you know there's, what I mean? Remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. So well, there's, there was uh, one bad Google review, and it's from his neighbor because we were too loud. <laughs> yeah. And right. so we worked fake together Google, and got yeah. everybody in the yes. gym to give him a good review to, to yes. like, bury it. It yes. is fake, people, because I know everybody that comes in via yeah. it's a private gym. Yeah. It's from somebody and who's never set foot in his uh, gym. Uh, yeah, I, I know. It was yeah. a fake name. So, so yeah. yeah. Google review. Re- remove it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get Google to remove it, and they won't. It bothers me. So, Tyler, give everybody your uh, give everybody your website and your Instagram <clears throat> so and, you, and Facebook stuff so they can find you. So, Facebook, it's D-A-W-G, Dog Pound, KC. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, follow it if you're not even interested in training or even if you're not from around here because 
I do like to help people. I do share a lot of tips. It's not a click this button. I'm literally just get bored and want to help people. Yeah. Um, and if you're interested, trying out free yeah. class, you know. Do you, do you have a free class structure? Like, yep. could, like come try out? Seven yep. day free trial. Seven, oh, day seven day free, free trial. trial. So nice. anybody and everybody, um, if you go to our website, you don't have to go to our website. Classes are at 5 a.m., 10 a.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Just show up about five minutes before, and I'll treat you like family the second you walk in the door. Make Probably get partnered with me. It's, it, hey, guys, we're at Blue Springs Mo, right yeah. outside of KC. So if you are yeah. seeing this, like all, obviously I'm going to share this with all my friends that I think are fat and need to get a, you know, a workout. You know, He's going to send guys, it to me. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all close enough. To check out the dude, seven days is a long time. Yeah, you know right. that's a lot of free workouts. Yeah, you're gonna. So you're I mean, gonna. I'm not going, but there are free workouts available. <laughs> right, and if you you're gonna love it and regret it and love it again all in those going. seven days. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if, if you have any like want to book it online or forget the class times, it's on the website. Just click classes. All right. I love it, man. Sweet I love deal. It. Well, guys, that pretty much sums up our show today with Tyler and Dog Pound KC. Um, if you guys have any questions for Tyler, feel free to send them in to us, and we can pass them on to Tyler. Um, and and we're not obviously we're not opposed to having Tyler on in future shows. So um, we're gonna want to check out how his business is going. Yeah, you know, yeah. Here another six months. We'll or follow so. up. Yeah. Um, so if you if you have any questions for Tyler or any questions for the show, send them in to askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. That's uh, ask Mitch at m i t c h s m e d l e y dot com. So, um, and remember, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the show with anybody else who might want to be start their own, be wanting to start their own company. Um, <laughs> Uh, this show grows organically because we're giving you guys really good value and um, uh, your shares and your reviews on those podcast websites uh, on YouTube, thumbs ups on YouTube or, or review, you know, five star reviews on Apple podcast and Spotify and all that stuff. Those help us out dramatically because it helps put this show in front of some more people. So uh, we can't even get ranked on some of those shows until we have enough reviews. So, um, if you like what you're hearing, share the show. If you have any questions, shoot us an email. Um, uh, other than that, guys, uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Deuces. Love you.